Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. This week, uh, Colin, you're you're looking at sections of the New Testament that really talk about the incarnation of Jesus. And yesterday we we looked at Mary's song in Luke chapter 1. And you made the point that she was really speaking about what would be accomplished through Jesus as though it had already happened. And this is true also of Zechariah's song. You remember after uh, he named his son as John, the one who would become John the Baptist, the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah and he prophesied. Now just listen to what he says. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. John the Baptist has been born, but Jesus still has not yet been born. But you see, in this prophetic word, Zechariah is speaking as if the whole salvation of God has already been accomplished. That God himself has come and has redeemed his people and has raised up a horn, which is the symbol of strength, of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. This is real faith, you see. And of course, if God is giving prophetic words, they will always be words of faith. Because faith sees accomplished now what will be in the future. It doesn't talk of of these things in the future, but sees them as already accomplished. That is real faith. So, in this prophetic word, Zechariah speaks of the salvation that is going to happen through the child Jesus as already accomplished. He has come and has redeemed his people. In other words, it's a done deal because this is the purpose of God. And the child that has just been born to Zechariah and Elizabeth is the one who is going to have this very important but much inferior ministry of simply preparing the way for Jesus and his ministry. So what has he really accomplished as he sees by faith? Well, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Mercy to our fathers. And he's remembering the holy covenant that he's made with his people, and he's going to fulfill all the promises of the promises that he swore to Abraham. By Jesus, he's going to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and enable us to serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. So in that first part of his prophecy, he's talking about Jesus. Then he talks about his own son, John, and you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, and you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him 
to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And of course, that's exactly what John the Baptist did. He fulfilled that role, that purpose. So in this one prophecy, we see stated clearly God's purpose for John the Baptist and God's purpose for Jesus, speaking of these things as so sure and certain because they are the very purpose of God himself. Now, if we go on to uh, chapter 2 of Luke, we come across uh, another prophecy that was spoken by Simeon in the temple courts. Now, Jesus has been born, and he's been brought to the temple on the eighth day uh, for him to be circumcised, and um, the purification of Mary is taking place according to the law of Moses. Uh, the child is being presented to the Lord. It's, it's like an offering, what we would call these days a dedication of, of Jesus to the Lord. And this man, Simeon, uh, is obviously a wonderful man of God, and he sees this child, Jesus, and it says in the scripture that he has been waiting for what is called the consolation of Israel. He's been waiting for the fulfillment for, of the promise of the coming of the Messiah. And this man, Simeon, comes and takes the baby Jesus in his arms and praise God, praises God and says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Now what's he looking at? A little baby, just a few days old. And yet, he knows he can now die in peace. That what he has been longing to see all his life is now fulfilled. The promise that he believed God gave him has been answered. He's just looking at this little child, but he sees with the eyes of faith, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Do you remember last week how often when we were looking at those prophecies in Isaiah, it was made very clear that the coming of the Messiah was not just to bring glory to Israel, but the light of revelation for all the Gentile nations. The Messiah came to his people Israel, but for all the nations. And that is very, very important for us to understand. But I just love uh, this prophecy of Zechariah when he says, you know, he has come and redeemed his people and Jesus isn't even born. 
He has raised up a horn of salvation for us. And then as soon as the child is born, just a few days old, here is Simeon taking the child into his arms, the baby into his arms, and saying, my eyes have seen your salvation. Do you think there would have been many people like Simeon in those days? Do you think many people would have been expecting the Messiah to be born? Well, everybody was... um, wanting the Messiah to be born, just like we want Jesus to come back again. It would have been like that. Well, we believe that at some time it's going to happen. But there would have been very, very few people like Simeon that actually had a word from God, a promise from God that he would not die before he had seen that. I I remember years ago when, you know, in the 70s when the revival happened in my church in, in Luton, I met a, a wonderful old saint from actually the Pentecostal church, one of the very early Pentecostals and um, in, in that town. And, and uh, he said to me that God had given him a word that he would not die until he had seen revival come to Luton. And he prayed faithfully for that promise to be fulfilled. And when uh, I went to to um, speak in his church for the first time, he came up to me in tears and he said, I can now die in peace because that promise that God has given me can be fulfilled. It was just like this man Simeon. And you know, a little while after that, he went to be with the Lord. But that promise, he, he was part of a small group, he told me, of five or six people that had been initially baptized in the Holy Spirit, had been thrown out of the Anglican Church because this was way back in, I don't know, 20s, 30s when such things were not really um, acceptable. And they'd, they'd been the nucleus at the beginning of the Pentecostal Church in that, con- in, in that town. Uh, and he said, and God gave them all this promise. He, he gave them this, this promise that they would see, that revival would come. Uh, and all the others had died, but he'd said to this one man, but you will live to see it. And so it was a wonderful, wonderful sort of fulfillment of the promise of God. But that, I mean, is just a little thing compared to what is happening here with Simeon and Jesus. But it just shows the faithfulness of God. It shows the planning of God. And as we saw last week, he always announces what he's going to do before he, he does it. And, uh, I, you know, you wonder, well, what exactly, what kind of... Um, effect did this have on Mary and Joseph? It says in verse 33, the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the fall and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul. What did we see last week? You can't separate the birth of Jesus from the cross. And here in the New Testament is ample evidence of that. That, you know, the, the angel had said to Mary, the child that you will bear will be called the Son of God. Uh, now she has this word from Simeon that he is the salvation of God. But then, here is this prophetic word, but he's going to be rejected. 
is going to be spoken against and a sword will pierce your heart. You've been listening to Faith for Today presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 